from the Hollywood Improv, it's the Nighttime Show! I'm Mike Black, the voice of the Nighttime Show. With us, as always, is head writer Matt Walker. Today, our special guest, star of Rookie of the Year, American Pie, The Rules of Attraction, and the new film, Adverse, Thomas Ian Nicholas! And now, our host with the very most, and by most I mean Doritos, Fudge, and Cream Cheese, Put your hands together at home for Mr. Stephen Kramer Glickman! You son of a bitch. (laughs) Uh, Hey, Thomas, thanks so much for being here. We're very excited. Uh, I I got insulted a bunch just on your behalf, just for you, just for you. Hey, listen, at least you have an actual last name and not three first names. (laughs) Our three special guests. (laughs) That's why. That's why I got to get rid of the the Ian. Uh, and I, I'm in adverse. I'm only credited as Thomas Nicholas because I figured it's the only possible way I could be taken as a serious adult actor is to not be coined as a '90s child star. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, I'm just glad it was Ian and not Ion, like uh, the guy <laughs> oh, from 90210. Fucking Ion like, Zeering. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's spelled that fucking asshole. You spell it Ian. Yeah, but I'm Ion though. He hit me. He hit my car one so. time. <laughs> He hit my fucking car on you Sunset him, Boulevard. You called him Ian. I called him Ian, and, <laughs> and he, he hit me. Like... He fucking hit me with his car. <laughs> Son of a bitch. That's all, that's all right. I, I saw his uh, his ex in uh, sca- was scantily clad. Ooh. What? Which one? Well, she was one of the strippers in American Wedding. Oh. Oh, oh my God. Did you not? Did, I mean, you're going to go not... down the... Uh, Go the down. ion path. You gotta go. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna go down the rabbit hole. You kind of gotta go down the. Are rabbit you on hole. like the Ian Ion newsletter that comes out, <laughs> lets you know all the updates of Ian's and Ions? Who isn't? <laughs> uh, so you you and I uh, share a publicist, which is a very uh, cool uh, thing, and they're very very nice. Uh, Icon PR, very cool people. How, how long That's either you, uh... impressive for you, Stephen, or kind of sad for Ian. Oh, hey, come <laughs> I can't on, tell which. come on now. No. Oh, I love it. Now you're going to call me by the name that I'm getting rid of. I appreciate. <laughs> no, 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 like, no. Yes, yes, of course. Um, what we we know your name. We, yeah, no, come on, come on. That was a slight um, of both of you. That's what I did. Thomas, Thomas. Um, yeah, it was good. I, I, I felt it, but I can fire back. I can hold my own. <laughs> uh, have, you, have you had weird uh, – have you always had good publicists, or you ever had any weird ones? Oh, I've had weird ones. What's, what's your weirdest had, publicist I, experience that you've had? Um, oh, my gosh. This is, this is a, actually a great story. Um, so, first of all, my, my, my bout with publicity is, is an odd journey. Um, so after I did Rookie of the Year, um, I obviously didn't hire a publicist when I was 12. Yeah. And so I, but I did a lot of press, you know, like all the studio, like Fox put us on like this press tour and, you know, I was the main kid. So, and it was really like confusing to navigate all that. So was that like so a I junket or was I, it like a whole thing where you had to go do interviews? Oh, it was everything. It was a junket. It was. I remember actually. There was. It was a weird thing. You guys ever seen the movie The Killer? Yeah. 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 So at the junket in New York, this this one like press guy was like, "Here, I want you to check out this movie," and he gave me a copy of The Killer on VHS. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. And you were twelve. Like this is a great film. <laughs> he was just Not carrying it around with him. 
Yeah, I don't know. It's really weird because it's definitely not for like twelve year olds. Yeah, no, definitely not. Oh no. God, what? Yeah, I mean, in hindsight, I should be really upset. And, you know, <laughs> this is this is what makes me a good set dad for my son, who's now following <laughs> my footsteps. Yeah, no oh, wow. VHS tapes will be handed to him from the press. <laughs> no yeah. way, no way. Is your son is your son acting now too? Yeah, he's in Adverse. He has a small part, and he's also in the new M. Night uh, movie, Old, that premiered their trailer. Oh, wow. Super Bowl. What? Oh, my God. That's amazing. That's so fucking yeah, cool. That's I'm a super, hell super of a... Dude, this this movie, Adverse, is so fucking cool. I mean, Mickey Rourke is in this. Uh, Penelope Ann Miller, Sean Astin, Lou Diamond Phillips... Andrew Keegan, Sam Levine. I mean, this cast, great dude. Cast. Yeah. Holy crap. Like what an amazing what an amazing piece of work. And uh you're you're right in there with everybody. You're just crushing it. How how did this come to be? Um well it uh yeah, I mean I, I did this film with my business partner, Brian A. Metcalf, and then we have a new partner, Kelly Argin. So the three of us produced the film together. Um, and Brian is the writer director and we've worked together on a few other projects. So when he showed me the script for this one, I, I opined to play Ethan, um, and he was open to it, but he was unsure that I was going to be able to achieve what he envisioned for the character. So we kind of did some work sessions and, you know, um, worked on the character development to really get Ethan to not look like me, not sound like me, not move like me uh, until the point where he was satisfied that I could, I could do this. He didn't know that that drama was my forte and that I only got roped into comedy uh, <laughs> around, around, uh, around rookie of the year. Um, and then, and then obviously I did like weeks of rehearsals with, uh, with Kelly Argent who plays Mia because that's the cornerstone of the film is the relationship between brother and sister. Um, so yeah, it was, uh, it was an intense pre-production rehearsal phase. And then we got so fortunate. I mean, the script was just fantastic. So, you know, it, it was, it was pretty easy to get great talent on board once they just read the script. It was just a matter of getting to them. Wow. That is so cool, man. That is what an, what an awesome thing. And Brian wrote it right as, as well. Yeah, yeah, and we just got word, um, which is is a, it, it's a it's a small feat, but a big one to us. Um, we're doing a platform theatrical release, so we're in select theaters, and we got word that uh, two thirds of the theaters ordered it for a second week. Wow! Um, in in twenty twenty one, that's a big deal. Yeah, that's yeah. Crazy. I mean, like, and and I mean, I don't want to like sell myself down the river, but we've done platform releases before, and this is, you know, to be honest, of my failures. This is the first time that we've had any theaters order a second week, so we're pretty stoked. <laughs> well, that's dude, awesome. that's that great. is amazing, man! Congratulations! It's not that is not an easy feat. Like it really is. Well, not. especially right now. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. seriously. Yeah, that's well, a, thank you. That's a huge deal, and like, and failure is such a you know. It's a tricky word, but like, you know, you know, you're you've made a lot of incredible stuff and you've produced a lot of great stuff. You're in the PGA. I mean, you're doing fucking awesome stuff, man. It's amazing. Well, thank you. Yeah. But but failures are good because uh, as I as I learned from uh, portraying uh, Walt Disney and Walt before Mickey, um, it's the difference between success and failure is that the successful people have failed more times than the unsuccessful people have tried. 
Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's really it. I've, I've always just said like, I, here I am 34 years later, still, you know, still chasing the dragon. <laughs> so let, and I jump. do mean that quite literally. So let's jump back 34 years then. So radio interview ever. I did, <laughs> you, interview with Rick Dees. I did an interview with Rick Dees in like 1994. And there was like this, I said this joke and there was this big laughter and mm-hmm. then Rick Dees, while everyone was laughing, says, do you do drugs, Thomas? <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> no. And I didn't hear him. Uh-huh. So then there was this dead air silence. And, you know, just to, like, oh, squell the dead air while they're live on radio, I changed the subject. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so no. in that... <laughs> In effect, I basically admitted to doing, like, inadvertently admitted to doing drugs while talking to Rick Dees. Oh what the hell is he doing asking God. a 14 or 15 year old if he does drugs? Oh, of course no. they do. <laughs> no, no. I always, I always just assume every question he asks is just a setup for him to work in D's nuts. Oh. <laughs> you, do you do drugs? No. Well, do you do D's nuts? Damn if, you, if Rick Dees. I would just say, like, uh, I would have just said, like, I do so many drugs that I still think Disco Duck is a good song. See? Uh, wow. but, here, but here's the thing. I didn't cut. even know the question got asked until I until I heard about it later. I never even oh. heard the question. Oh, no. Oh, no. So for you can weeks come up with a lot around. of things that you can say and retort to it. Sure. But not yeah. if you don't hear it because everyone's laughing. Oh, yeah. Right. God. Oh, what a mess. What a <laughs> fucking. Yeah, that's a mess, dude. That is so yeah. tricky. Uh, it was a disaster. I felt I was. I was mortified for at least 10 or 15 minutes. After <laughs> that. That's, so, that's so great. Um, wow, where, how did you get, uh, how'd you get started in this uh, entertainment business? How did it, how did it begin for you? What was the, the first, the first thing? Uh, the first thing was, was back as a, uh, as a background uh, performer, as an extra. Um, my mom was casting for, for atmosphere in what you would call low budget independent films now. But they were just straight to video B films back then. Oh, so she um, did. She do a, a lot of casting stuff. Um, she cast like a few things. She was working for a company that was just doing a slew of these, like you know, lower budget flicks. Yeah. And it wasn't like she got me involved or I wanted to be. It, it was basically I got her out of a jam. So, unbeknownst oh, cool. to me, at like that's ten cool. o'clock on a Sunday night, they like you know the the office called and they're like, oh, we need an altar boy for the shoot tomorrow. 6 a.m. call so that's sunday night like what what's she gonna do so she pulled a rabbit out of her hat aka she woke me up early and said (laughs) you're ditching school today and you're coming to work with me wow Um, oh my god so i was an altar boy in a jan michael vincent movie (laughs) (laughs) it's so and uh but i loved being on set and so uh, and actually, ironically enough, uh, it was a drug bust. The scene <laughs> um, where I think they, they, I think the uh, the scene, the action was we were the lowering the casket in, and they, Jan Michael Vincent is a cop, and he shows up, and they like take a shovel and they like dig it into the corpse, and all this like cocaine falls out. Oh wow! <laughs> oh my god! Oh my um, god. Now so, when you, you know, saw the, that, did you think Jan Michael Vincent is so cool? I'm gonna have three names one day. <laughs> <laughs> and if they're all three first names too. Yeah. Oh, oh shit. shit. Three first yeah. names. Yes, yeah. Very nice. In fact, 
fact, that was yes, that was totally, that was. Have the you thing. seen him uh, lately? No. <laughs> like I'm serious. Like pictures oh, yes, of him I have. recently. Yeah, it's it's. He not looks a... like a cyborg pirate. It's yeah, real it's... crazy. <laughs> <laughs> he has fallen apart. <laughs> gotta, gotta love some Jan Michael Vincent. Like he died eight years ago, and no one told him. Oh, <laughs> Jan, Michael, <laughs> Jan Michael Vincent. I, I I just looked up his headshot, his uh his IMDb, and uh, to see if I could figure out what his what movie this was that mm-hmm. you did. Do you know the name of it? Oh yes, I do. Oh, come on, <laughs> come on. We're gonna find out anyway. Well, there, how, there how much was, googling is were, it gonna take with it's, with those the, two names? You know? With Jan Michael Vincent, it seems. Oh, but there but there was two. I did two with him. What? Oh. Uh, the first one was Memorial Day. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> Which I think you can purchase on VHS for ninety dollars. <laughs> yes, I'll take it um, or be given. Otherwise, it. you'll never find that film yeah. from Jan Michael Vincent directly. He sends you the one VHS left that he has. You wait for the right PR guy, and he'll just give it to you when you're out of junkies. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking incredible. Um, and oh. then the other one was uh, hit. Oh no, I'm sorry. Memorial Day was the second one. The first one was Hit List. I, oh, I Hit List. Oh. That's a good title. I love it. I love it. That's fucking Jen Michael if you, Vincent. If anyone adds this to my IMDb as a background performer, I will uh, I will send people after you. <laughs> yeah, do not. You will be on the Hit List. Well, I just I just had a I, I did a thing where um, some like delete 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 yeah, yeah. to my keyboard right now. <laughs> Matt uh, Matt Walker, our uh, uh, writer producer on the show, he uh, he told me that somebody had found had had. Someone had written a review of a movie that I was in that I got my name taken off mm-hmm. um, back in the early 2000s, and um, and I watched the review. It was a it was YouTube. So, yeah, thing, it was yeah. a YouTube video, and it had like a million views, and it was so fucking funny that I decided to like come out and tell everyone that like I had played a dog. Uh, in I was the the main dog in a movie where a woman falls in love with a dog, kisses the dog, and then the dog transforms into a man, and then she fucks that man. <laughs> and that movie is called Love on a Leash, and it is the most horrifying <laughs> thing I've ever done in my life. And uh, and 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 now, if you look it up on IMDb, now if there. you look it up, it has over six thousand positive reviews all saying <laughs> that it is an incredible feat of uh, of movie making and it's an amazing it's an it's it's just hysterical it's like a very stupid bad movie but you know hit you, list isn't sounding so bad now is it? <laughs> hey uh before we continue doing the show i we got to talk about uh the the equipment that we're using mm-hmm. To make the show, uh, make an epic show that is, uh, it sounds like, you know, everyone is right here. Like, yep. we're all sitting together, but we're not. We've got a fantastic multi-track recorder from Zoom. Um, yeah. If you need multi-track recordings, that's the only company you should even be looking at. Um, basically, we had issues when we had to switch to doing things during a pandemic. Mm-hmm. And we were we went from doing a show with people in person to people over the phone. And Zoom just made it a piece of cake. Yeah, you bet. ZoomCorp.com is the website. And uh, they're, you know, th- this has made it so that we could interview people in uh, Nigeria, New Zealand, New Zealand, um, yeah. Guatemala, um, uh, Austria, Czechos- like the Czech, the Czech Republic. 
um, when we were Are doing all those. Are you just naming countries now? Yeah. Well, no. When we were doing all the interviews with the cast of uh, 90 Day Fiance, we were yeah. talking to people you know, in, the, in the Ukraine. Yep. Like mm-hmm. We were doing all sorts of crazy stuff. And then just the other day when we had uh, John Reese davies on the show. From New Zealand. He was in New Zealand the whole time. It sounded, it sounded like, like he was, he was sitting in the room with us. Yeah. yeah. It truly is the mark of excellence for podcasting. Zoom, live track, L8, 8-track mixer, recorder, the board for creators, podcasting, music, and beyond. Yeah, it is a badass system, and uh, we're very lucky to be working with uh, Zoom. Go check out zoomcorp.com. That's zoomcorp.com. Dot com Zoom. You have to say it three times. That's what people do in ad, ads, right? Zoom, what is it, Stephen? ZoomCorp.com. It's ZoomCorp.com. We're talking about ZoomCorp.com. All right, let's get back to the show. But you did, you did a lot. I mean, a lot of like work in your uh, in your early years, like. You were just you were doing lots of different TV shows, one-offs on different shows. Of all the, I'm gonna I'm gonna list you four shows. You tell me one story. You pick one story about about the shows. You don't have to tell me one for each. Just you pick one. Any okay? of the shows. Who's the boss? Okay. Baywatch, married with fucking children, <laughs> and Harry and the Hendersons. Of those shows, which one do you are you the the do you have something for? I mean, I you know just just for the sake of of who I'm uh, I'm being hosted by on this show, <laughs> I might have to mention Married with Children because it was the one hour Christmas special with Sam oh, Kinison. Shit. Oh wow! Wow! Oh my God! Did, did you meet crap. him back then? Yeah, yeah. Whoa! Um, so I thought you guys would get a kick out of that one. Yeah, that uh, is amazing. Please, yeah, tell us anything. I so, to, I also have, so did you ask him if he does drugs? <laughs> oh my god. Did oh I my need god. to ask that question? <laughs> uh I mean I was only what eight or nine, I think, uh when I when I did that that show. I think. I don't even remember what year it was. It was it was a long time ago. Long, long time ago. Nineteen eighty eight. Or eighty nine. So I was yeah, eight so I was eight or nine. <laughs> uh I do have this great picture with Katie Seagal who I'm, you know, eight or nine, so I'm only, you know, four feet tall. She's wearing like a nightgown and she just bent forward <laughs> and put her arm around my shoulder. So there's this um, very nice picture of the two of us. Uh, of just, all four of us. Just you and tons of cleavage. <laughs> wow. Yes. All four wow. of us. Um, and uh, yeah, and you know, Ed O'Neill was great. Um, I was Bobby locked in the bathroom dungeon. Um, <laughs> from what I remember. Yeah, and I remember. Um, yeah, I mean, it was just a, it was a fun experience, you know, being on uh, on set. I mean, I just like I said, I love I love being on set. Um, Who's the boss was a fun experience too, but we actually had to pre-tape that. We didn't tape it live in front of a live studio audience because uh, Tony Danza had to get done up in three and a half hours of latex makeup to play his own grandfather in the hundredth <laughs> episode of Who's the Boss. And I played a young tony danza oh that's amazing so and those i guess those were both like special episodes Mm -hmm. yeah so it's kind of cool that i not only got to do an episode of like those two shows that we all grew up watching but like a special one you know yeah oh yeah so when you're going out for shows like this at that at that age are you running into the same people in the audition rooms like are you going up against like joey lawrence or something all the time um, Joey's a, a, a few years older than me, so it was Matthew that I would see oh, okay. a lot. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. yeah. That yeah. makes sense. Um, Some member of that family. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Everyone yeah, is I in mean, competition I've... with the Lawrences <laughs> if they're in entertainment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there there was always like a group of people like even that's how I became friends with uh, with Sam Levine was we would we would we were audition friends. Oh, cool. We would just see each other at auditions and to the point where like after years we were like, we should exchange numbers because <laughs> we see each other all the time. And, you know, like we, we like we can't just do it here at auditions. I yeah. love yeah. that. I love it. Now, did you get to meet Sam Kinison while you were doing the special? Yeah. 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 Like I said, like? we were all taping in front of a live studio audience. So, um, you know, we were all there. And I, I'm sure somewhere in a photo book is a picture of me and Sam for sure. <laughs> oh, man. That's so cool. That's, that's awesome. A, that's amazing. He was the yeah. ghost of Christmas past, I believe. I remember. Yeah. Hell yeah. I remember very well. Yeah. So great. <laughs> I, you know, that's, it's a, what you did with Sam Levine makes. Uh, it makes this industry a hell of a lot nicer because uh, when you're constantly going up against the same people, you can either fall into the trap of being like competitive with other actors, which never works out, or you can, you know, like become friends with people and know that like, you know, when, when the time is right, it's going to, things are going to pop off, you know? Yeah. My, my whole thing, you know, growing up and doing, you know, 100 to 250 auditions a year was I would I knew it was a it was all about the long race race race. It's a long race. <laughs> it's an extremely long race. Um, it's all about the like the marathon. So when I didn't get a part, if I saw a friend at an audition, I would always say, well, I hope it went to someone that I know because I want to see the people that I know, the people that I'm friends with mm -hmm. do well yeah. and not like to some rando. So yeah. Like I, I remember that it, it, but it would work differently too. Cause I remember, uh, screen testing in like mix and match sessions with Elijah Wood for the good son. And from what I heard from my agent at the time was it was like three of us had a pin in us for like the main bad seed, you know, yeah. cause it was obviously a, a remake of the bad seed. Sure. Yeah. Um, and so then Macaulay Culkin got it and we're like, wait a second. He wasn't even at the mix and match session. <laughs> oh my god! So I can't root for that guy. He's not one of my buddies. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, that movie, that fucking Good Son movie, was like the first time I think I'd ever seen a, a movie where I thought, like, I, up to that point, I just thought everything would always get resolved at the end and everyone would end up like okay. And then when that kid falls and when Macaulay Culkin falls and dies at the end. Spoiler of the movie, alert, Stephen. Spoiler <laughs> alert. I just remember being like. What the fuck is he, as a kid just being totally freaked out? That's why movies like Rookie of the Year were Steven, so. Steven, is it because you were pretty sure your mom would have chosen? <laughs> yeah, I was kid. absolutely sure she would have chosen somebody else. <laughs> but that's why I liked movies like Rookie of the Year because it was like these are there was a happy movie and with like good you know you like it was like wish fulfillment. Nobody's dropping of, kids off. Yeah, no one's <laughs> dropping kids. Gary Busey's in no. it and he's not throwing a kid off a cliff. You know, if he's not. I know it's nobody like the is. most. You haven't seen Gary Busey that sane since he was like Buddy Holly. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah. Um, that's actually funny because the only reason why I even booked Rookie of the Year was because I didn't get the Good Son. Whoa! Really? Son, I would have been unavailable. Oh, that's and awesome! Like the Rookie yeah. of the Year audition was like right after that. It was right around the same time frame. So, are you like a legend in Chicago for bringing them their first World Championship? Yes. yes I am. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
But I mean, oh, like, yeah. do do they? I mean, they must do an event there every year at the Cubs, right? Of rookie, they must have a rookie of the year. I think they do a rookie of the year day here at Dodger Stadium. Um, I'm not sure that they have a rookie of the year day, but I have been throwing out the ceremonial first pitch and seeing the seventh inning stretch every year besides, well, actually I, I even did it virtually in 2020 yeah. oh my uh, God. since wow. 2008. So, so I've done it now for 12 years. Yeah. Oh my God. Like that's you're amazing. just like a part of so, the Cubs. I yeah, think it's like yeah. your money is no good in Chicago. They just yeah. have to like, I will pick up his check. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> totally. The only thing that's a bummer is I, I, I didn't, you know, Ricketts didn't send me a World Series ring, which I oh. emailed, I emailed him about <laughs> more times than I should have. I, I, I got to imagine that movie happens uh, 1993. You got to be 12 years old or so at the time. Um, what, what, what do we, what happens to your life after that movie comes out? How, what's the, what's the, the biggest changes? So this will this will spin me back to uh, the conversation that we derailed from in the beginning of our talk yeah. <laughs> uh, in regard to publicity. Yes. Uh-huh. So, yes. so this is essentially where like and 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 some more failures. <laughs> uh, so the film comes out and it's obviously it's a sleeper hit. So it's not a, like a, a you know a mad you know opening weekend slam dunk. It's like it just kind of stays the course and slowly just keeps growing. Until it's, you know, a sleeper hit. Mm-hmm. And I remember um, things changed a lot. Like, you know, there there would be things like the, the best example I can think of is going to Dodger Stadium, playing in the All-Star game. Uh, you know, Tony Danz is there who I'd worked with like six years previous. He throws me like a nice, easy pitch so I can hit a line drive, you know. Larry, or what was it, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is on first base. <laughs> you know, like, like this wild. crazy All-Star game. Yeah. And, and so they're like, hey, uh, the Dodgers are playing after. You can have tickets to the game. My mom and I are like, cool. So we go sit in the stands. Mm-hmm. And before I know it, there's like a crowd of 300 people in the aisleway. And security has to like lead me out almost like it's the airport scene in the movie. Wow. Oh, wow. And, and, someone like- and that's here in L.A. where we see celebrities all the time. Oh, my God. Right. But the, the film was like just uh, you know like it was it was still synonymous like it was like yeah. right around that same yeah. time period so wow. oh um, God. and so that was like that was a weird sort of realization for me that i couldn't just be a normal kid anymore mm-hmm. yeah. and so i remember when i booked i had a manager who and this is this will probably blow your mind so i signed with this manager named michael mann who was in the original rookie of the year because rookie of the year is actually a reboot Really? Oh, whoa. So he was in Rookie's Bump, which was a kid gets a weird bump in his arm and then pitches for the Brooklyn Dodgers. Wow. So he was one of the friends in that movie. So anyway, he signs me. You know, it's like me and Wes Studi are his big clients. <laughs> uh-huh. And uh, and uh, and then I book a kid in King Arthur's Court. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, great, let's hire a publicist. And I was like, no, <laughs> no publicists. I do not want to do publicity. I do not want to be famous. I just want to work. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh. And so he couldn't talk me out of it. And that's sort of my failure because it's like the old adage of uh, advertisement, right? Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the, the, the guy that does the guy that runs the business. You've heard this one, right? The guy that runs the business doesn't believe in advertising. So then eventually his business fails. So what does he do? He wants to sell it. So how does he sell it? He puts an ad, ad out, out in the paper. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, so, but 
you know that that and that's being... a huge step up by the way because like the role you played before Henry Rowan Gartner was boy number one like that's the t- that's the the character that you played immediately before Amazing. so it's like you had a huge jump from just being like some random kid in things every now and then to being the star of a mo- of a motion picture yeah, it's a playing huge he- deal to playing Henry was like a huge deal that was a big jump Who, what was I boy number one in what when no one would listen TV movie oh jeez <laughs> Fine. <laughs> television. It's a, television didn't like me. Look, look, uh, Matt, look was, Matt Walker is still boy number one. Okay, <laughs> let's just make that clear. Um, well, I was. I in my mind, I like. I don't remember all the guest spots on on uh, on the TV stuff. Uh, in my mind, I did have a name in Radio Flyer. Mm-hmm. Yes, which yeah. was Ferdy. Yeah, but I did. But I similar to my son in Adverse, my big moment got left on the cutting room floor. Um, and then unfortunately, so did like the moment where Nolan and I, my son and I in adverse had this like moment together that also ended up on the cutting room floor. And then after, of course, a hundred million people saw his face in the trailer for old, I called my business partners and I was like, we should have given my son a bigger part. (laughs) Right. Of course. (laughs) Of course. Um, now look, I mean, I know we, we have to touch on American Pie. Um, we're a little limited for time today, but I mean, I got to say, American Pie is like one of the fucking... Oh, yeah. One of the... It's I like mean, the most fucking, iconic comedies yeah, of the time. Yeah, it, I mean, it changed everything. And then you did, all, you did all the sequels and you were... I mean, I don't know if you did... Did you do all of the... You didn't do all the sequels. You did... The big, the big sequels, like the American. Yeah, I did Wedding all the. I did the the theatrical, you know, the theatrical sequels. Ones. Yeah, 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 the, yeah, four. yeah. the um, real sequels. The real sequels. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, yeah, no, no spinoffs for me. They did <laughs> offer a couple of times for some like cameos in the spinoffs, but um, I felt like it wasn't in line with Adam Hers and his storyline. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Especially like there was one in Book of Love where. Uh, they wanted me to do something and I was like I knew we were gonna do American Reunion and I'm like if you do that to my character's timeline you're gonna mess up like the real sequel so no oh, thank you yeah. wow yeah well, I mean, I, 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 I want to talk about that, but I got to talk to you about Rules of Attraction, man. That fucking movie was amazing. And Brett Easton Ellis is like one of my heroes. Like, so what, what was that like? What was that film like to work on? That's one of my favorite films that I've worked on, and it's I think the twenty year anniversary. Oh wow! Um, yeah, something like that, or at least from when we filmed it. Uh, I know we were. I I remember we were shooting in two thousand one. We don't need to talk about why, but I remember specifically it was the fall of two thousand one. Oh sure. Um, yeah. And uh, and Roger Avery was you know an amazing, just like nice human being, like so gracious, so grateful. Um, and also so like adventurous with how the, the scenes would go, you know, usually like a writer director, you know, he adapted the, the screenplay obviously from Brady Stanellis's book, but he was never married to his words on the page. And oftentimes he would tell you like, okay, at this point, I want you to just think about this and go wherever you want to go in that direction. I don't care what I've written on the page. I just want you to go for this. Wow. That's great. Yeah, That's it was so a lot. It was like as an actor, that must be the most freedom that you can imagine. Oh, it was it was my like dream job in the sense of, you know, doing dramatic improv, which is I think it's roles like that. I mean, I did a lot of that in training. So, you know, I developed 
characters with mental illness, like alongside Joseph Gordon-Levitt, we were in the master class before we could even drive. Whoa. I think we were the only two that couldn't drive. Amazing. So then we would have this real, we'd do this like this 12-week development of this character. And at the 12th session, Dr. Walshmitt would come in, who was a real-life psychiatrist, and we would do a group therapy session with our mentally ill characters that we spent the whole semester creating. And so Rules of Attraction was doing that dramatic improv, you know, obviously not with a, well, I mean, maybe, maybe Mitchell's mentally challenged. We don't know. Um, <laughs> and so, so, uh, and then later it, it prepared me for adverse when working with Mickey Rourke. Cause he would, <laughs> he would go off book and following him. I remember the first scene we did in adverse, he didn't even introduce himself to me on set. We just fired right into the work. Oh my and God. And I followed with him. And stayed with him and to the point where when Brian yelled cut, he kind of looked looked at me, like kind of raised his chin up and he was like, Hey, I'm Mickey. And I was like, <laughs> I passed the Mickey Rourke test. Holy, Holy crap. Um, can you You've survived Mickey Rourke and Gary Busey? Not a lot of people can say <laughs> that. Yeah, seriously. Holy God. <laughs> Hey, Matt, before we continue doing the show, we got to talk about what we're talking into. These Sennheiser microphones are fantastic. Yeah, they are literally top of the line. The best company in the world when it comes to microphones, headphones, audio equipment like this. I mean, yeah. it's just so damn good. If you want to sound good talking into something, get yourself some Sennheiser microphones. Yeah, it makes you sound epic. Mike Black, uh, say something epic. Space. The final frontier. These are the voyages. If I say any more, lawyers will get involved. Here we have to exactly. But I said it clearly, and you can hear it clearly. I can hear it. It sounds perfect. Hey, go and go check out Sennheiser. If you are looking for audio equipment, you're looking for a great microphone. This is the one to use, Mike. Matt, what is what's this one called that we're using? This is the MD42. Oh, it's perfect. Yeah, it's absolutely perfect. Find them at Sennheiser. Com. You bet. All right, let's get back to the show. Uh, there's a there's also there's a movie uh, that came out in 2019 called Zeroville. Can, can do you can we talk a little bit yeah, about this? You movie? played now Walt Disney and Martin Scorsese, which is yeah. I mean, this movie, the, like wh what's what's going on with this film? Have you? <laughs> <laughs> what, what the hell is happening? What the fuck is going on here? I'm lo I'm looking at the cast of this movie: Franco, uh, Seth Rogen, Megan Fox, Joey King, Jackie Weaver, Dave Craig, Franco. Craig Robinson, our yeah. buddy. All these uh, Gus Van Dave, Sant. Yeah, Danny McBride. I mean, how, what what was this movie like? What was this project like? You know, it's funny you 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 bring this up because I the only story that ever comes to my mind is the embarrassment of walking into the hair and makeup trailer seeing Seth Rogen introducing myself and him turning to me and saying, Oh, we actually already met before. <laughs> what? And, and I'm really good with like faces and names. Like, you, you know, ask anyone that knows me. Like I remember a lot of stuff. I have a like semi-photographic memory. So I was, it, Seth Rogen is like a person that you would think I would remember meeting. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, wait, really? And he's like, yeah, it was a table read. I don't remember what for. You know, and then so I racked my brain for like an hour. And so I like come up to him on set. I'm like, bad haircut with Sean Hennessy, Laura Prepon, <laughs> 1999 at the Argyle Hotel, right? Oh, my God. Um, yeah, it was a table reading for like a, a movie. I don't know if the movie ever got made. We 
we weren't i wasn't in it so i guess it didn't do well at the table read oh my god um, but but it was this was like seth rogan you know freaks and geeks sort of days like no beard yeah you know shorter hair sure sure so maybe that's why i didn't remember him i don't know yeah, God, that is, that is a that is crazy, man. That's a ridiculous. Well, you look ridiculous. at like freaks and geeks, and he's almost a different person from yeah. from who he is now. He was know? like pre Seth Rogen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What a oh my God, that's ridiculous. What do you want to do next? What what's what's in the pipeline? What do you what do you want out of your career next? Well, you know, I mean, obviously, we shot adverse sort of pre COVID. Um, so I think now that we're kind of looking at the timeline, we're we're developing a TV show um, to sort of kind of abide by like this. You know, everything's moving towards streaming for the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think, you know, our idea is we'll we'll play into that and, and move into the TV space. Um, I haven't done that for a minute. I, I, I sold the show to to Fox uh, a few a few years back that they bought, but then we couldn't get a network. They were the studio. We couldn't get a network. And it was based on like something in my actual life that is pretty trippy um, about my parents getting back together after 22 years of being divorced. Oh, wow. Uh, and, uh, and so I had like this comedy, like a like back when like there was only like a handful of like sitcoms. Yeah. Uh, but now I'm moving. Adverse is going to be the the turning point for me of moving back into drama. So the new TV show that I'm developing with Brian A. Metcalf will be uh, a drama. I can't say too much about it, um, but it's going to be pretty damn cool. That's really fun. Awesome. Cool, man. That, that, that process of selling a show and doing, the, doing all that work and, oh, my God. It's a, it's, it's especially, especially with like a big network like that. What was that like for you? Um, it was, it was intense. I mean, it, that that one i don't think we're gonna go like selling the network on this one i think we're gonna um we have a different sort of path in mind but because that was like a year and a half process of just developing the show working with another writer um to get it you know get the pitch all down going to like all the studios and doing this crazy you know 10 minute pitch and like the stress and you know adrenaline from that um yeah it was crazy i mean that was my first time doing that in I guess I, I should feel pretty good that we sold it, even though it didn't ultimately get made. Um, and then other than that, I'm just uh, I'm releasing new singles for my seventh album. Like every six weeks, we just dropped uh, the the uh, single number five on on January 26th called Home Life. And the oh, next yeah. one's come out in March and April and wherever the and then I guess April, May, June. Dude, that so is this, so amazing, man. I love it. Well, where can people follow you online? Uh, Do you have uh, social medias? Yeah. Uh, my acronym, because my name, when it was three first names, uh, was too long. Um, so my acronym online is TINBAND, T-I-N BAND. Nice. There you go. Nice. TINBAND, is that on all the platforms? Yeah, that's on all of them. So Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. TikTok? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you know, I think I started a TikTok and then it was like, you know, they're going to steal all your information. Like, right. TikTok, and then I was like, Shit. oh, it's probably fine. I started TikTok yeah. and my wife's like, they're going to steal all your information. So I deleted TikTok and it was like, you're going to be illegal. TikTok's going to be illegal. Now, like, 
I don't even need to join TikTok. Everyone just posts them to Instagram. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. Well, dude, thank you again so much for doing the show. You're a fucking prince, and uh, we're, we're big fans of you, man. So thanks again. Right on. Well, thank you so much for uh, for having me. And um, if anyone's interested in catching the the second week in theaters of Adverse, uh, adversethefilm.com is where you can catch. We put a, a website together with all the theater listings. Uh, so this will be your last week to catch it. And then it will be Lionsgate's putting it on streaming platforms on March 9th. Nice. Dude. Awesome. Thank Have you so everyone. much. Talk to you real soon. Awesome, man. Thanks all for right. having me. You Bye. bet. Take care, buddy. Oh.